welcome to episode 88 of Black Girl Squee, the podcast where we celebrate Black femme genius with a squee. The podcast is available on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also add the RSS feed into your podcatcher. and you can find that RSS feed at blackgirlsquee.simplecast.com. Um, I am your co-host, Didi, and I'm joined by Enda. And I am, like you said, I'm Enda, <laughs> also known as Enda's Corner on the Twitters. Uh, and I'm at Death's Daughter. Uh, we're both available at blackgirlsquee on Twitter. You can also email blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. And I'm all over the place, uh, but our spoiler <laughs> policy is that we spoil shit, and we're not sorry about it. Uh, we also squee real loud. We cuss a lot. We're going to cuss a lot. Trust. We're going to ch- cuss a lot this episode. And we also talk about dick. So that makes everything better, right? Yes. Again, sorry, not sorry. We grown. Yes. Being grown. Anyway. <laughs> so with that, we're gonna get into our squeeworthy news. In that. All right. So first thing on our squeeworthy news, we have a new podcast alert. Um, if you uh, have not been following uh Tenenari doing Monica E. Coleman's um or Monica A. Coleman's um webinar series Octavia tried to tell us well they made an announcement today on the show and their guest Adrian Marie Brown told us that she will be co-hosting a podcast with Toshi Reagan yes the Toshi Reagan called O Parables and the um, premise of this is they will be reading the novels Parable of the Sower and Parable of the Talents chapter by chapter, just like a, a reading um, a book club and discussing, just discussing each chapter um, once a week. And they're going to be doing this, they said, you know, up to, you know, the election, but I'm thinking they'll probably, unless the books are shorter than I remember, it'll probably be, a, you know, longer than that. But yeah, the podcast is set to start on June 22nd, which is Octavia Butler's birthday. So really soon, which I'm glad because I wanted to hear this as soon as it was announced. But um, yeah, I'm excited about this. I cannot wait for it. And if you um, know, Adrian Marie Brown is the um, editor of Octavia's Brood, which are um, so- short stories of, for social change. And Toshi Reagan uh, did an entire um, opera. opera based on uh, Lilith's, the Lilith's Brood. Um, no, no, no. It's actually based on Parable of the Sword. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Actually based on Parable of the Sword. And if you were lucky, you could have caught it a few times since they um, broadcast a um, performance of that that was done like, over in Amsterdam or something like that. But yeah, so they're perfect for this. I cannot wait. Uh, my, my ears are ready for this. So to Tasha Reagan and Adrian Marie Brown and, of course, Octavia Butler, 
we give a big Also, I just wanted to say, I was saying to end up before we started recording that when there are so many podcasts about that that book series with the magicians mm-hmm. in high school mm-hmm. over in the UK, mm-hmm. there are so many, all of them going chapter by chapter of the same series well, that wasn't that good to be it wasn't that great to begin with basically with filled with racist, um, bigoted imagery. Um, and from a trash author <laughs> who, who has trash yep. politics and it's yep. just, I mean, we're just going to say it. She's a bigot. Um, why are so many, so many podcasts devoted to her going cha- chapter by chapter? Like she's the fucking Bible. We can have more like this. Yes. You can have people going chapter by chapter of um, N.K. Jemison's whole catalog. I mean, that's the kind of energy we need. And for some reason, that book series means so much to y'all. But these people, these people, I mean, Octavia's books have been there. Yes. N.K. Jemison been writing books at a ridiculous pace. These books are there too. Just um, epic, just epic fantasies. Right, right. I mean, there's other people writing much better books. And if y'all, if y'all need something to cling to, cling to something that's far less bigoted than that trash person over in the UK. And just uh, so you know, since that whole thing came out, people have been publishing just lists of like fantasy books, some from um, trans and non-binary authors, been mm-hmm. published from black women and non-black um, NB authors. Just, you know what? They out there. They really are out there. So if you're not, if you're not seeking them out, if you're not reading them, it's because you don't want to. And if you want to cling to this trash book person and her trash book so bad, just go over there with it. Leave me alone with it. Yes. And I don't want to hear your arguments for separating the art from the artist. I don't. Fuck it. Because clearly, when, some, when they're that bigoted, I don't see how you can do yeah. it. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, but the thing is, that people that bigotry, don't try. I know. No, that bigotry actually did bleed into her books. People have been it talking did. about that. People have really been talking about that, especially like the portrayals of um, her appropriation of Native cultures, and also. The just the way she's done Asian people in these books. Yep, the goblins that run the bank are very, yeah. very anti-Semitic. It's just, yeah, it's just all bad. It's, it's just all bad. Yeah. When, if when somebody's politics are that trash, it can't help but bleed into their art. So. Get up on this. Oh, parables. It's at, it's on, they're on Twitter at O, just the letter O, parables, P-A-R-A-B-L-E-S. Yeah. So, very so follow yeah. them now. Let them know yeah. that yeah. there's interest. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're not very active yet, but like, it's, like she said, just follow them and get them, get those numbers there and let them know. We, we, we're waiting, highly anticipating this listen.
Yes. Thank you. And more people who want to do stuff like this, please. Yes. Please. All right. So our next story, um, still in the vein of books and book publishing, uh, is about the hashtag publishing paid me, which exposes racial disparities. The hashtag was created by fantasy author L.L. McKinney to highlight the disparity between what's paid to non-Black authors versus Black authors. And um, this is where authors of all races uh, posted their book advances on Twitter to bring awareness to disparities. And the pattern that was, um, was showing was that Black authors get paid even less than other authors of color, mm. which was sad. Yes. Um, and L.L. McKinney said, uh, quote, we were expecting N.K. Jemison to be the exception to the rule, not the rule. But then seeing how few exceptions we had and seeing where those exceptions lied, that was also very eye opening, end quote. So um, there's a um, I think there's like a Google Doc or spreadsheet going around where people can anonymously enter their information, excuse me, where they can anonymously enter their information. So um, we can see, um, so there can, there can actually be a database and some numbers to report um, to, so that, so that it's much, it turns into much more than a hashtag or a Twitter thread. So Hopefully this will bring about some change in the publishing industry. Um, But at least um, the next time there's a controversy over a book like American Dirt, you will understand why people are justifiably mad about that. Mm -hmm. Um, So to L.L. McKinney for creating the hashtag publishing paid me, we give a big squeeze. All right. But speaking of better news in mm-hmm. the world of publishing, we have the first cocktail book by a black bartender. Shannon Mustafer's Tiki Modern Tropical Cocktails is the first cocktail recipe book from a working black bartender to be released by a major publisher in over a century. Wow. <laughs> Mustafer works as a rum expert at Gladys Caribbean in Brooklyn. Of this, she says, I wanted to make tiki recipes more forward looking to signal to the reader this was a fresh take, but still within context. Uh, a little bit about Shannon Mustafer. She was born in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. She studied painting and art history at Rhode Island School of Design. Uh, she says she's done a lot of research about rum, which led her to further reading about how sugarcane was produced by forced labor from enslaved Africans. So, of course, you know that it had to be a connection mm-hmm. to just black folks in history. Because mm-hmm. we always do. She says people made sacrifices or were sacrificed. I came right out and say that when I'm serving someone, if anything, this history inspires me to treat rum with respect and reverence. Okay. Mustafer is one of several black bartenders in the South working for increased representation among beverage professionals. She says many people don't look, don't see others who look like them behind the bar, but we're here. 
I mean, we're only like 7% of the population where I live, but I don't recall seeing shit. I don't really see black bartenders, baristas, nobody like that who makes the drinks. But okay, but thank you, Shannon, for being out here. And so to you, to black bartenders, we give a big Next time I go out, I want one of them to pour me a drink. It might be 2022, but <laughs> all right. Pour me a drink and don't water it down. Yes. So, um, some other news um, from Hollywood this time. Uh, Gab- Gabrielle Union uh, has a romantic comedy in the works called The Perfect Find. Um, the movie's going to going to be released on Netflix, and Numa Perrier will be the director. Um, it's an adaptation of a novel by Tia Williams, and will be produced by uh, Union's production company. And it's a story about a beauty journalist who begins a relationship with her boss's son. So that should be, I mean, that's sounds like a, a typical um, rom-com trope. So that will be um, interesting to see. I'm, um, I'm, I'm glad that um, somebody's bringing back, bringing back rom-com. Yeah. This should be interesting. So to Gabrielle Union and Numa Perrier, we give a Big. Um, just wanted to add to that, Numa Perrier. She's the one who directed um, and starred in uh, Jezebel, which you can actually find on um, Netflix. Ava DuVernay's company already picked that sh- um, that that um, I was about to say show, but that film up in a superior piece, like set in like the late nineties with um, the oncoming of um, uh, chat rooms and like the and sex workers doing that. So it's actually a really good indie film if you want to check that out first. Okay, and a bit more film news. Uh, Victoria Mahoney is set to direct an action film for Paramount. Oh, yes. Kill the Mall is an adaptation of the graphic novel by Kyle Starks. It's the story of a betrayed woman who goes on a revenge spree and teams up with an ex-cop to bring down a crime lord. And speaking of her again, Mahoney is also working with Ava DuVernay to adapt Octavia Butler's novel, Dawn, as a series for Amazon Studios. So I just love how (laughs) these names keep coming up and Mm -hmm. like, yes, but a black woman directed an action film, like, Take my money now. Mm-hmm. Just take my money now. So to Victoria Mahoney, we give a big squeeze. All right. And now that we're done with Squeeworthy News, it is time to visit Inda's Corner. Inda, what you got for us? Okay. We got some new things out for you. One you may have heard of them. Um, I don't know if you've been under a rock recently, but you may have heard Chloe and Hallie have released their next album called Ungodly Hour. 
and uh, what's the name of the track they released? Um, it was. Uh, well, they dropped a new video for "Forgive uh, Me." Yes. Yesterday, but the yeah. first single was called "Do It." Yeah, no, I was thinking of "Forgive." I would think I was thinking of "Forgive Me" because I'm like they just released that and right before the album dropped because the album dropped like midnight Friday midnight. Yeah. Or Thursday, or Thursday midnight, however you look at that. So yeah, they have a new album, and everybody is just one love the music, also love their glow up because <laughs> um, they're they're evolving. I'll just mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it that way. They're evolving. So yeah. Chloe turned twenty one. Um, <laughs> is twenty, and yeah, they're not they're not singing no Disney lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, somebody oh, was yeah. on Twitter like these bitches cussing. <laughs> <sighs> so, <laughs> you, know, you know what? They are young adults. Let them be young adults, and let yeah, you know, just let them. They ain't doing nothing wrong. <laughs> right. Okay. So, and one song they talking about killing people if you if you break their heart. So, <laughs> oh, I'm they're not for playing that. around this album. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> Death threats and music. Hey, yes, yeah, sounds like my jam. Yes. <laughs> okay, um, something a little less. <laughs> a, a little less <laughs> different. Uh, Insecure has released the the soundtrack for the season four. Um, I didn't realize there were on four seasons, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but they got to be five. They got renewed for season five. So oh, cool. They usually have really good um, good music from the soundtracks. I mean, like, cause, I mean, I've um, like Lion Babe. It's like all over one season, and I'm like, okay, yeah, some of that is really good. Uh, Luna George, uh, Warrior, Warrior. Tiana Taylor is also releasing something new, Wake Up Love. And I think she also announced her second child. Yeah, in the video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Iman Schumpert? Schumpert. Schumpert. Yeah. So congratulations to them. And also, I just barely found this one i don't know because i follow her on twitter but i don't know there was like absolutely no announcing or uh, or um any promotion before this but an artist i like named yaya bay she released a um i'm called the um madison tapes and it's um kind of like a double album but they're really short she has like an a side and a b side and but the, like I said, the songs are really short. You know, you know, just kind of has a mixtape feel, which you know <laughs> makes sense. You know, considering the title there, but something I kind of want to sit with again, but you know, really enjoy it. So, got a little something going on in music, and um, uh, and this is some like Yaya Bay, some some of the type of stuff you can hear on my uh, music show, the Black Swan Collective, over on Mixcloud. Uh, mixcloud.com slash underlarn and you can also I wanted to mention because uh, I don't just do the show I also do playlists for certain occasions and for certain seasons well not certain seasons for the seasons but um, as you know uh, 
June 6th, no, 7th, June 7th is Prince Day. And so I moved my Afrofuturism show to Prince Day. And, but this year I went a little different. Instead of going with music that sounds um, futuristic or has futuristic themes, I went with protest music and I explained why on the, on the site, but yeah, protest music because like people protest so that we do indeed have a future. So got about two and a half music, two and a half uh, hours, sorry, of music um, on that. And I don't talk on it at all. So you just want to listen to some good protest music. You can find that on, on the same, um, same, 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 um, URL. Okay. All right. So thank you for the trip to end this corner. Uh, now, uh, gird your, gird, gird your loins. We're, um, uh, yeah. about to get into catch the fade and it's, it's about to yes. be long and well, yes, it's a tough one. Yeah, it's it's about to be tough. Um, but we're going to end it on a hopefully funny note. Um, yes, hopefully. But first, let's talk about Dominique Fells and Rhea Milton. Fells' body was found near the Schuylkill River in Pennsylvania, around in the Philly area. Um. And there were, it was, yeah, the announcement kind of rang all over Twitter uh, Friday. Um, and an advocate for um, uh, trans people named Sharon Cook said, quote, it's almost numbing that and that concerns me because every time we turn around, it's something that is very graphic and it's very inhumane. I, I didn't want to say this, but 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 Fell's body was uh, dismembered, so that's probably what she was talking about, uh, what Sharon was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're going to say that Black Lives Matter, all Black Lives Matter. And there should be justice for this young lady. End quote. Um, uh, Rhea Milton was killed during an attempted robbery in Liberty Township, Ohio. And uh, the first articles and press releases regarding Rhea's case used her dead name, which not only added insult to injury, but it made it hard for Milton's friends and family to find out what had happened to her. Like her sister, Mary Ann was looking, was looking for news, but they, they used the wrong name. So, so she didn't, so it was hard to find out what was, what was happening. Cause if she, if she's, if if she's doing a simple Google search, she's searching for her sister's name, Maria Milton. Mm-hmm. She's not. She's not going to use her dead name, and neither should fucking y'all. Fuck y'all, media that dead name people. 
y'all can catch the fade too. And uh, Saria's sister said, quote, all I wanted to make sure that my sister was celebrated in death like she was in life. As of right now, my main concern is just making sure that Rhea is at peace. And I just want people to know that Black trans lives matter. And if you can support their GoFundMes, if they have them, so that um, they can they can be sent home in a in in, in a in a good place. And um, but but more important than that, we need to celebrate the lives of black trans people who are still here and keep them safe and protect them. We need to. We need to donate to the people who are still here. Yes. Make sure that they they have housing, that they're, that they're safe when they go out. And um yeah, and 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 do more to prevent this from happening, as well as continuing to lift up the names of the people who have been taken from us. Like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a big disparity in the attention that the deaths of Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd receive versus mm-hmm. Breonna Taylor and Sandra Bland and a number of other black women, cis black women, but we also need to lift up the names of uh, trans lives like Dominique Fells and Rhea Melton and Tony McDade. We need justice for all of them. And and we also need it to stop. Um, also to piggyback off what you were saying, you know, about support, offering support while, you know, our trans women, our, our trans family is here. Like, you know, go look at something like the project. There's also a, a GoFundMe for, um, to you know, um, house um, homeless uh, trans black women, you know, and if you can, you know, find out who where your local folks are. I mean, because I mean, I'm glad we have mutual aid. You know, we have you know um, some ways to help out. You know, wherever you are, but try to make sure that trans our trans family knows that they are a part of our community. You know, they are a part of our family. And make sure that you are there for them. Like it's, maybe you don't have, you know, funds at the time, but, you know, make sure that, you know, this person, you know, in your life knows that they have somebody, you know, they can turn to if, if needed. Or, you know, just somebody who won't cause them any harm, you know. Get off of social media talking about you're black first before. Oh, my God. Before fuck? you're queer or trans or whatever, because no, you're both. At the same time, and always. <laughs> and listen, listen. A black person having any other marginalization, like queerness or transness or disability or anything like that, that never stopped anybody from killing them. And in fact, it probably made it worse. Because it's like people have, you know, have been pointing out. Black disabled people make up half of the black people who are killed. 
like by police every year. Half of them are disabled. Like, like, just for one second before you say that stuff, think about about what it must be like to interact with the police if you're black and have a disability, if you're black and autistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just, I just think before you tweet sometimes, y'all. Just and then really. don't. Like you there's so don't. many, there's so many tweets that I have just not. I've decided not to quote. Okay? <laughs> like that's why my Twitter name is Hot Takes in Journal. Because <laughs> that's where all the bullshit goes. <laughs> it's like also, and it's like also, you know, it all. All you have to do, you know. Sometimes all you have to do is like maybe retweet the trans person or, you know, just elevate their voice. Like you don't have to add anything to it. You don't have to, you know, know, quite frankly, you don't have to really completely understand. You just have to believe them. Okay. Because they know what their life is like. Right. And shutting up is free. Yes. Shutting the fuck up is free. But there's all these other added benefits like not not getting dragged. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's it's free, but it's also beneficial. It'll help you yes. in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep your scalp. So now, let's talk about these Democrats, Lord. Oh, dear God, what the fuck was even happening? I just, um, past two weeks past two, three weeks um, have been full of protest and talk of disparities in a number of fields and just discrimination in a number of fields and also what it's like to be um, Black in, in the media and work in the media and what it's like to be Black and work in corporate America, especially when, um, you know, events like... Um, you know, protests come about, um, happen. And there's, there's talk of changes being made in, in police departments all over the country. So, so that's happening on one end and that's great. And it shows that protests work. So all these people that want to, you know, shit on protesters and, and just say, well, just go vote. These people are protesting so we can actually fucking make it to November. So yes. Please yes. miss me. And unless you're willing to do something about um, voter suppression, <laughs> please miss me with, oh, voting's going to solve everything. It's not. Because there's a lot of us who are going to have a lot of trouble voting in November. And that's by design. So do something about that. And stop talking about protesters. But um, and that's a that's a bonus rant for you. But yes. um, so along with all the protesting and talks of change, there's been a lot of performative gestures from a lot of different brands trying to either. I don't know what they're trying to do. Are they trying to? Are they trying to make money off of this movement? 
Do they think, oh, if we say Black Lives Matter, we'll get money from Black people? Um, but it just, it's its all very forced, especially when four or five years ago, y'all were afraid to say Black Lives Matter, but now everybody's saying it now, which makes it really suspect now. Yep. Like everybody, like everybody is saying Black Lives Matter, and it's rendering the phrase meaningless, which sucks. And it, it's, 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 it's that time old tradition that white people do that take something that say, take something of ours and just wring all the meaning out of it. So, um, but none, not, none of these performative gestures were more performative or more funny. <laughs> Girl. Oh God, I'm sorry. Girl. Uh, CBC got the got um got all of these um Democratic congressmen, Congress people, to wear a kente cloth and kneel for eight minutes and forty six seconds. Girl, I guess to be in solidarity with uh, George Floyd and those protesting his murder by the police. Girl. I don't know. I don't know why they had to wear Clinton cloth, but girl, in the take it, I got to. I need a laugh. He's a girl. Just a girl. <laughs> it was just Clinton cloth. cloth. What the fuck is that going to do? Oh, girl, I saw a picture. Somebody had photoshopped. Nancy Pelosi with a lip plate. And I had to log off Twitter. <laughs> but listen, to me, that this is just this is just as backward ass thinking as these people influencers on um Instagram for real wearing blackface to show solidarity. Cause I don't know what made them think that was a good idea either. But child, listen, why are y'all doing everything except what you need to be doing like pass i don't give a fuck about your kente cloth pass some fucking legislation thank you do something about these police departments starting with the one in dc because the mayor's not the mayor's not gonna do nothing um (laughs) all y'all that (laughs) all y'all that love that dc mayor she's not gonna do nothing about police Mm -mm. Nope. So, like, defund so y'all gonna have to do that. Yeah, arrest the officer. She, she will paint some some pretty yellow letters on on yeah. on um, Pennsylvania Avenue. She will do that and put up an, a cute little sign. She's not gonna do anything to reform the police. Fucking arrest the officers that murdered these people, all of them. Stop fucking giving them an administrative leave and paying them still, keeping them on the payroll. Get them out of the schools. Yes. Stop giving them a pension. Take some of that funding and give it to schools. Yes. So teachers don't have to come out of pocket to get school supplies for their teachers. It's just, they are just trying so hard to do everything except what the fuck they really need to be doing. Right. Because that's not what they want to do. Like y'all fucking broke out some fucking kente cloth. Ah, I thought they were doing something. 
Oh my God, they thought they were doing something. It's just oh. like, you ever face palm so hard that you like damn near give yourself a concussion? Oh, that- I laughed so hard I might have coughed up something. Okay. Yeah. So, girl. you know what? Thank you for my little moment of black joy because laughing at y'all's asses. <laughs> You're looking like, what Ooh. is y'all doing? What is you doing? What is you this doing? Ain't it. This ain't it. Pass some fucking meaningful legislation. Okay? Y'all fucking let a fuck anti lynching bill get out of your hand. Failed to perform, I mean, we failed to pass an anti-lynching bill. That's something that everybody should be able to to agree on. But nope. Nope, nope, nope. But y'all want to put on some fucking kente cloth and nail. Oh my God. Oh my God. Knowing like just maybe four short years ago, you were all criticizing Colin Kaepernick. Right. Doing this very thing. And now you want to co-opt it like, oh, we've been, you know, we've been down. No, you have not. You have not been down. You have not. And you have the receipts and yep. we don't believe you. No, we don't. It's like I was saying, my favorite song right now are these companies making these trite-ass statements of solidarity and people just coming out like, oh, excuse me, but do you remember this? Yeah. Is this you? Do. Yep. Is this you? you? Yep. But y'all... Oof. Oh God! So all of y'all, y'all really can't keep it. All of these, I don't buy it because I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it all over. I mean, is I'm seeing podcasts that probably have never had a black guest, <laughs> never talk about any anything political, and I'm like, it must be nice to never be, never have to ever talk about or think about anything political. Until like, oh, now, now I have, now I can't, I can't avoid it. I have to say black lives matter. Cause it looks like it's going to fit your bottom line. That's all you can say. But it's so fake. I'm like, I mean, I'm even the stationary podcast that I listen to and, and the, and they're all, and they're all these old white men talking mostly and some, some white women, but it's just very white. But they're talking about Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, I don't believe you. Yep. You have never talked about a, a issue important to Black people. But now now I'm supposed to believe you think I'll, that Black Lives Matter? Fuck out of here. Oh, my God. Just throw on some kente cloth and leave me the fuck alone. Just, mm. yeah. Now kente cloth going to be expensive. It's going to go up. <laughs> then we're going to have to hit a hotel. <laughs> Talk about that. <laughs> like, but y'all the ones who, who, who brought them here. Uh-uh. So this is, this is on you, hoteps. You <clears throat> can't take cloth. Just- oh, my God. They really thought they were doing something. Man. Please just tell me that the CBC proposed this as a as a joke, <laughs> and we're surprised that these white folks did it. Oh my god! Yeah, you can, you can keep all that and all the paper or, or 
I don't know, power you used on your computer to type them up. That's just because because most of these statements don't be saying nothing. Y'all just want an excuse to say Black Lives Matter and look like you down. Like if I spent the time to read through all of these statements, they probably wouldn't amount to a bit of anything substantive. But I'm just really, really mad at the fucking Congress people though. Like, pass the fucking legislation. That's why you are there. That is your job. Job. Literally your job. But you want to make some fucking trite gesture meaning and making the gesture meaningless from its intent. Right. Because that's what you were doing. I would just love to see the look on Colin Kaepernick's face when he saw that first saw that photo. I would pay money for that. That was probably hilarious. Hopefully he laughed. Mm-hmm. I hope he just laughed his ass off. Mm-hmm. Like you are fucking kidding me. You are so Speaking fucking Colin Kaepernick, the statement from the NFL. Well, the statement from Roger Goodell was full of shit, too. (laughs) Uh, He probably wouldn't have said anything if the players hadn't come out and made a video. And And if that video hadn't included, like, the biggest rising star in the league, the Super Bowl MVP, if he hadn't been in that video, he might not have said anything at all. But Roger Goodell saw Patrick Mahomes, the future of the NFL, in that video, talking about I am Tamir Rice, and he's like, "Oh shit, we need to we need to prepare a statement." Yep. <laughs> this is future revenue about to go down the drain if I don't say something. And he said something, but it's not a lot. And for all of those people trying to give Roger Goodell the benefit of the doubt and say, "Oh, he's thinking about his legacy," I'm like. Okay, if he's thinking about his legacy, he's not thinking about black lives. He doesn't give a damn about black lives. He just wants this to be reflected in his legacy. So kiss my ass. All of y'all want to cape for Roger Goodell. Now y'all want to cape for him. Y'all y'all never wanted to cape for him before. Whatever. Um <laughs> But yeah. So we I definitely need to do an episode of consolidating the intangible so I can get all of my feelings mm-hmm. about this bullshit out. But <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Um, yeah, so <laughs> hopefully that, that gave you a little something to laugh about. But um, <laughs> all of these um, that was our catch the fade segment and now we're gonna get into some this week in that print. In this favorite segment. <laughs> so this week we're nominating another actor slash activist. Um, you know, I still want to say, you know, you know, we can put, we can, we can still talk about John Boyega this week because um, <laughs> he was part of a great um, protest in the UK, and it gave a very sincere speech that, that touched my heart personally. And um, I don't know if he was part of knocking over that that um, statue of that sl- that slaveholder, but if he was, good for him. Yeah. Um. So John Boyega forever and always. 
um, he said the prayers from black women have been have been helping his hair grow out and i was like (laughs) oh let me stop let me stop because the things i can say (laughs) i saw one of the prizes it was definitely something you would say but somebody else said it (laughs) the replies to that was nasty yes they were filthy I think I retweeted, and that's probably why you saw it. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Every yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God. Woo. It's not anyway, a lie. Um, oh, my God. You huh? actually tweeted that where he, I'm sorry, it's not a lie, but, oh, my God, you tweeted that where he could see it. Okay. Uh, no, right, right. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna say it. I'll I'll retweet it no. if y'all say it. Um, yeah, yeah, but I'm not gonna because um, oh. yeah. ain't that ain't that. Bold. I'm not no, but you know, he could he he could he could get it. Um, <laughs> so this is in our print. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this week, uh, we're gonna nominate Kendrick Sampson. He is an actor. I can't believe. And um, he was, he's been on How to Get Away with Murder. And um, he's currently on HBO's Insecure. And he's going to be opposite my wife <laughs> in the movie Miss Juneteenth. So he's a lucky, lucky man. He gets to work with Viola Davis and Issa D and now Nicole Bahari. Ugh. <sighs> I'm jealous. I'm actually <laughs> jealous of him. Yeah. So he's from Houston, Texas. So that accent that he uses in Insecure, which is sexy as hell, <laughs> is all his. Good Lord. <laughs> ah, oh my God. Mm. Ah, I didn't I just didn't appreciate Southern <laughs> accents. Mm. Um, he created an organization called Build Power, but it's spelled B-L-D-P-W-R, which is um, meant to teach colleagues in the entertainment industry to use their platforms for social justice causes. So, and I think he was he was in one of the George Floyd pro- protests and actually got injured by police police a policeman's rubber bullet oh no so there's no why why are you shooting rubber bullets into a a crowd of peaceful protesters this is why we don't need police don't need these kind of weapons and we don't need this many police this is ridiculous don't y'all have something better to do Anyway, um, so I don't know if he, because people, when they get hit in the face with um, rubber bullets, you know, they can lose eye an eye, they yeah. can lose their teeth. There's people yeah. that have lost an eye and, and lost teeth yep. over a damn rubber bullet. So, yep. um, so I hope, <laughs> um, I hope he's okay. And um, 
police man this is what this is why i'm i'm with the this defunding and abolishing yep. police because mm-hmm. i mean it the the root the root of of the police department is coming from a rotten place yep. so it's not going to be anything but rotten no matter how many reforms you try to make to make um it's just not going to work it's just coming from a rotten place um so anyway sorry that we're supposed to be talking about dick um (laughs) sorry i got sidetracked but um i mean he's fine if you like light skins yeah ain't nothing wrong light skin you know some people you know some people don't you know they get a little wary when they see brother with the light eyes or whatever um you know it balances out because he's got the sexy southern accent Mm-hmm. That helps out. That helps out. Um, but you know, he's light skinned I'm just it's facts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, he's on Instagram at Kendrick thirty eight, and uh, and then I think that's his Twitter handle too. So. Y'all trying to get in them DMs, you can. I'm not going to be the one, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, that's all I got. Um, Just wanted to quickly shout out, also, because speaking of how to get away with murder fam, Alfie Enoch, he been showing up at protest too. With so, his dimples. Yes. Yeah. His dimples and his regular... British accent speaking voice. <coughs> Accents. I mean, yeah, we've had we've had him on here before, but he can go again and just, you know <laughs> John Boyega just gonna be a regular, so he <laughs> yeah. if John's gonna be a regular, so can Alfred. Yeah. But you know, like I said, Alfie been showing up too some showed up one and wearing a mask, but you can still see his eyes real good, but then um, another one, you know, they actually talking to him. They asked him why he's here, but it only lasted a few seconds. They cut the video off. Like, let him talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me just look at him talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because every because like he don't even have to smile for them dimples to pop up, and I'm like, oh god, that's not yeah. fair. That's, really so, that's not fair. Mm-mm. You're killing me slowly. Yes. You're killing me softly, Alfred. Um, yeah. yeah. So, shout out to Kendrick. Shout out to Alfred. And John Boyega forever. <laughs> forever. He posted a picture today with his sister. Oh, I did not know he had tattoos on his arm. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. On them thick-ass arms he'd been working out. Yes. Them, ar- them arms is thick. All, he got it all over the shoulder too. Mm-hmm. 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 It's like just let me trace. I just, 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 just one touch. That's it. With my tongue. Anyway, um, <laughs> what we need to do is go into our next segment, <laughs> which is woman's vocab. All right. So today, woman's vocab. 
pretty obvious. Our woman's vocab word today is police state. Police state refers to a form of government that arbitrarily exercises power through its police force. This force may monitor citizens and place limits on various aspects of life, including mobility and freedom of expression. In some cases, a police state may use a secret police force to operate outside constitutional boundaries. This term dates back to 1851 when used to refer to the use of police force to maintain order in Austria. Police state. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, Defund and or abolish police. Thank you. That's my time. Uh, (laughs) You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Uh, You can find Enda at Enda's Corner. I'm at Dust Daughter. The podcast feed is at Black Girl Squeak. You can also email blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. You can find our RSS feed to add it to your podcatcher of choice by going to blackgirlsquee.simplecast.com. So, till next time. Bye. Bye. Black Lives Matter. Thank you.